Welcome to this recording from Crossroad International Church. In this message entitled, The Prayer Room, we will take a look at the importance of having a time and place set aside to pray. We will also hear how prayer is not just a time to ask God for what we need, but also to listen for answers as well. Much like it would be strange having a conversation with someone where only we spoke, so is a prayer life where we do all the talking. Our prayer is that God will use this recording to minister to you and help challenge you to set aside time every day to talk with God through prayer. We now join Pastor Steve and the message already in progress. And so today we just want to um, share on what is prayer. And if you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 verses 5 and 6. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. Verse 5 says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say unto you, they have their reward. Just hold it there for a minute. It's interesting that if your desire to pray is so people see how spiritual you are that's the only reward you get so take a taper carter with you and when they come up and say oh you sure do pray well record it and keep pray uh, playing it over and over because that's the only answer you're going to get to prayer if you pray that way just so people see you pray but verse 6 says but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. See, when we pray in secret, just between us and God, then He takes care of it and He answers openly to where all can see. So I don't know about you, I would rather have God answer my prayer than people just come up and pat me on the back and say, oh, you sure do know how to pray. You know, a lot of times we think that the more we pray like the King James Bible, the holier our prayer is. Well, unless you talk like that all the time, then that's just being religious. Because God expects you to come to Him like a friend and just tell Him what you need. This word for room, it says when you go into your room, the King James says when you go into your closet, shut the door. That doesn't mean that you, you go and you push all of your clothes aside and you climb up in the closet and close the door behind you. It says, get to a place by yourself. And that word for room in the Greek and the Hebrew is translated several different ways, and that's what my message is about today. But I want to start first by saying you need to choose a time to pray. Jesus says, when you pray, not 
if you pray. And there's no right or wrong time. For me, early in the morning is the best time. There's very few distractions. My phone doesn't ring because most people, or a lot of people, aren't up as early. And so for me, early in the morning works well. My wife and my kids can testify if I sit down in the evening to read or watch TV, it's over. My kids always used to complain, Dad, you watch TV too loud. They weren't talking about the volume of the TV. They were talking about the volume of my snoring when I was watching TV with them. My oldest son used to hit me on the leg and say, Dad, why don't you just go to bed? Early morning, I'm a morning person. Anybody here morning people? Okay. My kids are not morning people. But for me, early in the morning works. One of the reasons I like the morning is it's my desire to give my day to God before I've had time to mess it up. Anybody can agree with that? Because we have a tendency sometimes when we get involved to mess it up. I've got some scriptures there from Proverbs 8:17 and Isaiah 26:9. It talks about getting together with God in the morning. Psalm 141:2 and Daniel 9:21 talks about getting together with God in the evening. There's not a right time or a wrong time unless there is no time. No time is the only wrong time. The next thing is you need to choose a place to pray. He says, when you pray, go into your room. And I want to ask you, do you have a set place where you meet with God? Let me give you some advice. In bed with the light off is not the best place to meet with God. Amen? I've tried it and it doesn't work. So don't, don't do that. Jesus went to the mountain to pray and there's some scriptures that talked about. That was Jesus' favorite spot. Now for me, we have a spot in our sitting room. Um, we have a big bay window. The whole end of our, kind of our dining room, living room area is a big windows, floor to ceiling. My wife's got a bunch of plants there, and I've got a chair, and I've got a table there, and it's not the most comfortable chair in the house. I have a chair in the living room I would rather sit in, but I spend more time sleeping in it than I do praying in it, so I have a kind of a bit of an uncomfortable chair in my spot. Are you, are you, I'm just trying to be real with you, if that's Okay. Because we all fight this. You know, sometimes we, we're going to get alone with God and we end up nodding off or our thoughts go this way or that way. But you need a, a place. So when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I head to the kitchen and push the power button on the coffee maker. Something about a cup of coffee and prayer, they kind of go together for me. 
And I get my cup of coffee and I go sit down and on that table I've got my Bible, I've got a notebook, a pen, a highlighter, and my iPad. Because on my iPad is where I have my daily devotions. Uh, I love to read devotional books, so I've got about five or six devotions that I go through every morning and then usually have a couple of books that I'm working through in my devotion time. So that's what I do. Now, I've got another video that we want to play here for just a second. This is a young man that had a time and he had a place. But I hope your prayer life doesn't go like his. Hey, Jesus, sorry I'm late. Work was crazy today. No, don't get up. It's okay. Yeah, just got a little bit behind. People are being crazy, you know. That's no problem, Chuck. I'm just glad. No, I'm glad I made it, too. But listen, let's get down to business. I have a lot of work here. A lot of requests. First things first, pastor and his wife are at a conference. Keep them safe. Um, but, uh, not a fan of the assistant pastor. The less he preaches, the better. Uh, what else? Ralph, his wife, is getting a tattoo removed. It's a stupid college party way back when. You know how those things go. It's in a real painful spot. I'm not a fan of football here, but my friend is. And if I could have two tickets to take him to show him how cool I am so he'd be my friend some more, that'd be great. My dog Nibbles has a gimp leg. Jiminy crickets. You know, now that I'm thinking, I could use a new jacket. I'm getting fuzzies all in this one. Please bless my sister, my mother, my father. Our father who art in heaven, my neighbor, Cindy. Hallowed be thy name. Can you sort of train my church to clap on two and four, please? One and three, this is not disco, people. This is serving the Lord. The guy who brings in my shopping cart from the thing. Something I can do to get a raise. Can you read what I wrote here? I think I was, I was dreaming. Both the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary of Secretaries, bless their secretaries thy kingdom, thy kingdom come. And that's what bothers me about my mother. Hey, look at the time there. That's, uh, uh got to get going there. Jesus going to wrap this up and say amen. Amen. Uh, it's been a pleasure praying with you. It's fine evening. I'll be talking with you. Have a good day. That's not what we want to do, okay? As I said, this, um, this word for room is translated different ways, and I'm going to go through several of them uh, with you. The first one, it is translated as a place of storage or the treasury. It is where all of the benefits of heaven are found. When you get in your room and you close the door and it's just you and the Father... That is where you find your provision. And those scriptures in Luke 12, 24, 1 Chronicles 27, 25, and Deuteronomy 28, 12 are just a few of the examples of where that word for your prayer room is translated as a place of storage or a treasury. God wants us to have our needs met. And where do we get it? 
when we go into the prayer closet, when we go into our prayer room. You said, no, my needs are met because I've got a job here. Well, who gives you the strength to have that job? Who got you in contact with those people? It all comes from God. So our provision comes from Him. And because our provision comes from Him, and because we spend time in the prayer room, we can read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 33. It says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we be clothed? For the nations seek after these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. I don't know if you noticed in that little video that we just played, several times Jesus is trying to say something, but He always gets cut off because this guy is in such a hurry to get through His prayer agenda that he never takes time to listen. Okay? The Bible says if we seek first His kingdom, all of the stuff that we need will kind of automatically be added to us. But when we spend most of our time trying to get God to give us the stuff that He already wants to bless us with, that's when we get into trouble and our prayer life becomes unexciting and mundane. The second way this um, word is translated is it is translated as an armory. This is where the armor of God and the weapons of our warfare are found. It is in the prayer room or in the prayer closet where we have protection and we are equipped for spiritual warfare. Jeremiah 50 and 25 talks about the armory where all of the weapons were stored. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5 says, For though walking about in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, pulling down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. Let me ask you, and be honest with me if you would, how many of you ever have bad thoughts? So I'm not the only one, okay? Where do we get control of this thing between our ears, our brain, our mind, our thought life? Because you know, that's where sin starts. Sin starts with a thought. You know... Somebody told me one time, oh, you know, I just um, fell into sin. No, you didn't. You thought about it. And then you planned how you were going to do it. And then you executed your plan. 
and then you sinned. But it all started up here with the thought. I was praying one time and kind of meditating on this, and I had a kind of a scary thought. What if my eyes were a projector, like this projector, and God projected my thoughts all the time for everybody to see? How many of you would like your eyes to be a projector? <laughs> Maybe even right now you wouldn't want it to be on the wall. But see, it's in that prayer closet, it's in the prayer room, it's in our time with God where in His presence and in His Word we can take captive those thoughts and bring them into subjection to Jesus. The next way that this word is translated, probably my favorite one, is the dining room. It's where your daily spiritual food is found. I'll have to admit and confess to you, if I went to the heavenly dining room as often as I go to my physical dining room, I would be much better off. One, I wouldn't be overweight, and two, I would probably not get in as much trouble. But this dining room, this place, when we come to God, it is a place where our spiritual nourishment is fed. You know, it's interesting, most of us eat at least twice a day, sometimes three times a day. I kind of like the hobbits, you know, they had first breakfast and second season, third season, you know, 11 season, you know, they just kind of ate all day. But we only many times feed our spirit man once a week. We come to church, 20, 30 minutes of worship, a 30 minute message. And we think that's going to get us through the week. Well, let me ask you, what if you only ate a snack once a week? What would happen to your physical body? Well, for me, I could probably go a while without any adverse things happening. But after a while, we'd get weak for lack of nourishment. And then we wonder, why am I weak in the things of God? Why am I weak in the Spirit? And many times it's because we don't nourish our spirit man on a daily basis. We need to come daily into that prayer closet. It's where our nourishment and our strength is found. John 6.35 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes on me shall never thirst. Your spiritual nourishment comes from spending time in the presence of the Master. Jesus' disciples came to him one time and they tried to give him bread and he had just ministered to someone. He says, you don't understand. I have bread and meat to eat that you know not of. 
when you're in His presence and you're spending time in communion with the Heavenly Father, our nourishment and our strength is provided. The next way that this word is translated is it's translated as a bride chamber. It's where the bride goes to prepare for the wedding day. This is the place where we get forgiveness and we receive restoration in our hearts. Because how many of you know we are the bride of Christ? The church, you and I, we are the bride of Christ. And the Bible says that we are to present ourselves as a bride unto the bridegroom, ready and prepared. How do you get yourself prepared? You do it in your room, in your prayer closet, alone with God. I've asked this question before, and I will ask it many more times. How many of you are saved? You know Jesus as your Savior. How many of you have committed a sin since you were saved? How many of you have committed one this year? This month? This week? Today? <laughs> and so where do we get cleaned and get washed from all of that junk. It's when we come to God on a regular basis in the prayer closet, in the prayer room, and we just tell Him, Father, forgive me. I have sinned. And we confess to Him. And the Bible says that He is faithful and just to forgive us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27 says that he might present to himself as the glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then the last one that it is, is it's called a dispensary or a clinic or a hospital. It's where the wounded soldiers are treated and cared for. It's where you go to find rest and healing. How many of you have ever been injured by another Christian or by somebody in the church or somebody at work? How many do you ever get tired of just, you know, God, I've been doing this, I've been, you know, going, I've been praying for this for a long time, and I'm just weary. Well, where do you find rest and where do you find healing? It's when you go into your prayer closet, when you go into your room, you shut the door and it's just you and God. How many of you have mobile phone? Let me see. Probably. How many of you have more than one? Okay, many of us. I've noticed when I watch people talk on the phone, they'll say something, and then what do they do? They listen. And then they'll say something, and then they listen. And most conversations are about 50% talking and 50% listening. 
But many times our prayer life is like that young man in the video. We have to fill every second with noise. But let me give you some advice. If you never shut your mouth, you probably will never hear God speak. I think we should listen more than we talk. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I get nervous when it's quiet. Sometimes I'm afraid God is going to speak. And I've already got it figured out what I want to do. And if I'm quiet, he may tell me to do something different than what I plan to do. Some of you are looking like I'm the only one that does that. Come on now. <laughs> We're all family here. Rest and healing for the soul. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says, Come unto me, all of you that who labor, and you're heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let me give you some advice. If you find that the Christian life is a heavy burden, it's probably because you're trying to carry it yourself. Because Jesus says His burden is light and His yoke is easy. So in the prayer room, everything that we need can be found in the prayer room. Your provision can be found there. Your protection and your equipping for spiritual warfare can be found in the prayer room. Your nourishment and your strength is found in the prayer room. Forgiveness and restoration is found in the prayer room. And rest and healing is found in the prayer room. I want to read a couple of scriptures for you. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. According as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called you to glory and to virtue. Verse 4. Through which He has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. He hasn't just given us promises. He hasn't just given us precious promises. He hasn't just given us great precious promises. He's given us what? Exceedingly great and precious promises so that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So I want to ask you today, where do you turn for your needs to be met?
Do you go to God? Or are you a do-it-yourselfer? It's not so much here, but in America, do-it-yourself is a big thing. There are entire hardware stores called do-it-yourself stores. Anybody ever buy something from Ikea? Who put it together? Do it yourself. Well, taking care of our needs, the things that we need to please God, don't be a do-it-yourselfer. Be a go-to-God type of person. And I want to close with this. Choose a time to pray. Get a place to pray, and I will guarantee you God will be there. And start today if you haven't done it. Every morning when I go to my place and I sit down with my cup of coffee, not one time have I ever had to wait for God to show up. God is always waiting for me to show up. And I can guarantee you, if you will pick a place and set a time to meet with God, God will meet with you. Now, I don't have to do it anymore, but when I first started doing this, I would put an appointment on my calendar. Because as an American, I hate missing an appointment. So if you have to, make an appointment with God. And if something comes up, you can honestly tell people, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I have an appointment. And meet with God. Father, we come to you and we thank you that as your sons and your daughters, you have given us the privilege to come into your presence and to make our petitions known unto you. Father, we've talked today about prayer and what it means and what is available when we come into the prayer closet or come into our prayer room with you and we come into your presence. Father, it is there where our provision is given and our nourishment and our strength and our healing and our forgiveness and restoration and all of these things that we need to live this life pleasing to you are found in our prayer room. Father, I ask that you would help each one of us, if we're not already meeting with you on a regular basis, to start today, to set a time and to set a place to meet with you. And Father, help us not to be like that young man. It was a kind of a silly video of but many times we're so rushed in our prayer time that we have our agenda. But Father, help us to spend time listening to you and just enjoying being in your presence. Father, for the next time that we're here as the worship team is prepared to sing some more songs, Father, help us to put into practice and for each one of us just to get alone for a few minutes and just some, spend some time in prayer.
pouring our heart out to you and listening to your response. And Father, we give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.